Yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm playing this by the leading of the Holy Spirit. So whoever it is for. Salvation for your whole family. 
Big Fred, Big Fred. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Now here we go. Hard to get up from that one, man. Lord. This is my girl Holland from Goatee Records. Oh, praise the Lord. Never dreamed that I ever could forget you But black and white make a mess when it turned to gray Sunlight keeps sweeping across the window Rewind to the time when we were so close Got me longing for yesterday On blast. It's like I try to speak my mind because I know that I'm his And yep, I try to speak my mind, but it don't fly with them kids Man, if I'm not talking about the newest Nikes or releases They put the mute on me, I can't speak about my Jesus Like I'm living for him, I'm slipping this in I turn around and make the amends, I try to fit in I mess it up and stumble again, I'm taking this pen And writing everything so I remember just how sweet that it is Yeah, man, I got issues, I can't even lie My only saving grace is knowing I got you inside I'm done with saving face, I don't got a thing to hide So don't leave me alone, keep coming day and night Our girl Holland. Oh, praise the Lord. Hi, this is Taffy Dollar, and I'm listening to Praise the with Brother D and Sister A. Yeah, this is my girl, formerly 
of Group One Crew as Blanca and Tadashi. No, I'm not backing. I'll walk the line. I stay out the way. Yeah, never speak my mind. Living in a shade of gray. But the more I get to know me, the more you start to show me this isn't how it's meant to be. So I'll just keep on walking, and you can keep on talking. Located at 
love you. It's okay to laugh.com or call Anthony Try at 215-715-9486. This show will sell out. And always remember, it's okay to laugh. Okay, let's see what mama gonna get. Let me add it up and see. I'm gonna add 1,000 praises to God, divided by 1 million laughs, subtract what I couldn't do, and divided by what I can't do, put it in a mixing bowl, then blend it with what Jesus would do, throw it up in the air, shot it with a rifle, and time that by two. Let me see what mama gonna get. Oh! Mama got praise hallelujah. Yeah, that show is tonight. This is my girl, Pastor Donnie McClurkin's little baby sister, Andrea McClurkin Malini. Where would I be without your love? I would be lost without it. I truly fade away. I wouldn't be able to smile from day to day. I would be lost inside my fears, and I drown in my own tears. For your love, it keeps me here. I thank you for your love. Nothing I do can earn it I turn my back on you so many times But you see me through It chastens me It strengthens me Where would I be without your love? I would be lost without you.
Yo, 
Papa San and JL. Papa San and JL, baby. Don't give up the fight. God is on your side. No matter what it looks like, keep professing his word. Keep professing his word. Just like you put that activator in your head every day, profess, profess that word. Get him, Pop.
And I love listening to Praise Hallelujah with my man, Brother D, and Sister A. Glitter all the time, being things are on our minds, and we may 
Back after his little hiatus, <laughs> it's the one and only <laughs> minister, author, activist, Christopher Signal. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen, bro. Be hey, glad in it. Man. Be glad. We ain't no choice to be glad, brother. <laughs> Better believe what he uh, said. Amen. Be glad when you want to cry. You know how to be glad. <laughs> Amen. Oh man. And I got a question for you. So after you finish, I got a little question for you. But go ahead. Uh, let's see. Let's see what you got, man. I've been waiting for you, brother. Absolutely, man. You know this is this is uh, this is uh, interesting time of year. You know the sports season is this this fall is going to be very very interesting. You know we're getting into the sports season. The football season is coming. The basketball season is coming in about two months, maybe a little over two to three months. We're going to have a new president of the United States, Mr. Barack Obama. His term is up. So either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump is going to be the new president. So there's a lot of change. There's a lot of transition that's going on. But I want to talk just a little bit about uh, what's going on on the football field with uh, Mr. Colin Kaepernick. Yes, sir. And I know that there's been a lot of a lot of uh, discussion about that. Many people know Colin Kaepernick is a um, uh, he, he's a he's a biracial quarterback. 
He plays for the San Francisco 49ers, and he's been very outspoken and very vocal with um, his concern about all the unjust shootings that have been going on by uh, law enforcement. So he has expressed that by sitting down uh, for the national anthem. Now, what makes this story so, is so many different sub-stories here, is that his head coach out there is Chip Kelly, and we know that Chip Kelly was in Philadelphia with the Eagles last year, and there was a lot of uh, concern with Chip Kelly about possibly race-based issues with some of the decisions and things that he's done. But Chip Kelly has actually said, you know, hey, I may not have done it, but I support Colin. And what's happening now is you have several NFL teams, and uh, matter of fact, the Seattle Seahawks, I believe the whole team said, they're going to kneel down tomorrow. We saw a soccer man, player man. said that they're going to kneel down tomorrow. So what you're seeing is he's catching steam of what he's doing. And I told somebody, I two, two, two main things that I told somebody. Number one, we should not wait until an event happens to speak out. Wow. We have this deadly problem of being um, back in protesters. You know, you wait till event, an event takes place and then you protest heavy after it's already happened. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, he's using his influence now. Now, certainly some of the things he stands for, I don't co-sign on everything he stands for, but we must commend a person that's saying, I am willing to compromise my integrity, I'm willing to compromise my influence, I'm willing to compromise my endorsements to take a stand for what I believe is right. He's taking a stand by sitting down. And if I could twist it and say it this way, sometimes as believers, we need to take a stand by our faith by getting down on our knees and praying to God. This is really a moment where I think believers need to use the symbol of Colin Kaepernick in saying, I'm going to take a stand for my faith. I'm going to take a stand for my Christianity. I'm going to take a stand for my love for God. And sometimes taking a stand means getting down on my knees and seeking the face of the Lord. That becomes the number one way, I believe, of changes in society is really turning to God in our prayer for Him. And I think symbolically what he's doing, he's getting on his knees. Now, he's not getting on his knees in prayer, but I think the symbolism of being down on our knees is a sign of humility. It is a sign of protest, but it's a sign of humility that I believe on some levels we can emulate in turning to God. But I will tell you this, there is a lot of things that's being said in this upcoming presidential election that is very scary and very alarming to me on both sides. I have talked to people for many, many years about this idea that which way uh, African-Americans should vote, which way Christians should vote. And I am, am a firm believer, and some disagree with me with this, is that when candidates and politicians are not addressing issues that are significant, I cannot tell somebody that they must vote for a person or a candidate. Amen. And I don't think anybody should ever get in the habit of doing that, of telling people you need to vote for this person when this person specifically is not taking a stand for issues that are going on in this generation. Even if both candidates aren't taking a stand. I don't play that lesser of two evils game. And I think that's something, as we're getting into this election season, the debates are coming up in the next two weeks, where you get to hear both of them talk, 
You got one candidate that's just offending any and everybody, saying whatever they want. You got another candidate that hasn't had a press conference in over a year, and both of them have had very challenging and troubling passes. I mean, pass rather. And and I think it really puts us in a vulnerable and compromising position in terms of changing our attitudes and opinions about how we do certain things. But I say, people, keep your eyes open. Get down on your knees. Use your voice. Use your influence. And use your activism, whatever that may be, to keep the fires hot about all the changes that's going on in our generation and about the injustices that's going on. The leader you're looking for is not the one on TV, but the one that's staring at you in the mirror. You have to be the leader that you're called to be to fix the mess that's going on in our generation. So get down on your knee. Use your activism and take a stand. You've got to respect what Colin Kaepernick is doing. You may not like the way he's doing it. I don't think what he's doing is trying to disrespect the flag as it is saying, I got a problem with what's going on. Now, different people may interpret that differently. I've never served in the armed forces. I have many people I know and love very dearly who are actively doing it and who have done it. But I think we need to respect the symbolism behind the message of what he's doing and really cherish that and honor that to help bring a more perfect union in this country. Amen. Amen. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, this, I mean, this whole thing with Colin Kaepernick really has um, skyrocketed. And, and um, my thing is that people, if the flag is symbolic of our freedom and, 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 and the past, you know, things that we've done in order to lead up to our freedom. Therefore, if our freedom is, a, this is ongoing, it's organic. It, it doesn't stop where we wanted to stop i mean we we have we have fought since this flag has been made we fought many more wars after that so it didn't stop it it kept on and so now you know we see a new a new thing that's happening in america one thing hates to do is it hates to tell its history it'll tell it's always talking about the outside forces coming in But it never tell its history. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about its history, see, because now, because we hate to, when, when you talk about be a leader, look in the mirror, America needs to look in the mirror. Right. We don't want to tell Yes. Yes. We don't, we don't want to see, we, we don't want to see our past. We don't want to see our present and the things that's going on. And when you see, like, President Obama had the town hall meeting and he out and start, you know, talking about Chicago. But I said, well, but President Obama, you have these, these killings going on all over America, different cities, and, and our judicial system is giving out the same verdict you know what i mean giving all these cops a pass on killing black men so what do you have to say about that you have to address those matters not only in law enforcement but also our judicial system that are that are trying these men to say well you know why don't you don't see what we see you know we have now we have you know forget a signed affidavit we have this on camera and you still come on man and you're still sitting down on this thing you know what i mean and i'm like are you, you kidding go me go out go out with a bang bang it up baby <laughs> you know but he's already about taking oh hey, i'm sorry i'm sorry no no no. You, you you want it because it's like that's the that's the thing i've been trying to tell people it's not trying to tear down the president and i know right. there are some people that criticize him for anything he does right. and yes it's good symbolic to have a black couple in the white house but he's done nothing He's mm-hmm. done. You can't be a he black man and see other right. black men being killed and just sit back right. and just blame them. Exactly. I'm like, come on now, man. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. 
We and plus we stood up for you far too many times, and you you're not going to yeah. stand up for your people. Right. You're not going to stand up. We have no problem with the Irish standing up for the Irish, or 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 the Jews standing up for the mm-hmm. Jews, or, or, or you know what I mean. But when it comes to to African Americans standing up for African Americans, it's a problem with that. You know, President Obama could have said something, could have done something, could address these matters, just could stand up and say, "Hey, look, what are we doing?" and and look into it. Why does it take a football player, a football player? To make an action that the president should have made a long time ago. See, see, and and that's the thing that, that that I told somebody. I said it's one thing if he was a president and didn't do anything, but when you're a black president, right. and then there's another thing when you're a black president who came up, you started your career in the right. inner city, so you knew police you, brutality. Exactly. Yeah. So now we got a black president that's in office and is not doing anything about it. That even furthers the frustration. It does. Because it's like, it's one thing, it's one thing when you say, oh my God, we need to vote to get somebody in there that's going to fix it. We got our black president who did nothing, who criticized people and called young men thugs that's in the street arguing. And I said, and I said, it's almost like at some point in the black community, we got to shift from honoring him and just celebrating him and oh, Michelle's dress was pretty and all of that. Just saying, okay, man. Listen, you let us down now. Yeah, you let us. Down. You did big time. And, yes. and big time. That, it, it raised the level of frustration because yes. the thought was, if you get a black president, he'll right. fix it. You cannot tell me if you like, just like you said, if you had a Hispanic president, right. if you had any other demographic in there, and this was happening to Hispanics, they would not have been more vocal on it than he has been. Exactly, and that's our our problem. With the president, it gets to a point where you almost like it's Come like on, you have a few. Yeah, I don't left. even want to hear you when you talk sometime anymore something. because I'm 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 that disappointed. Mm-hmm. I am that disappointed because it's like, yo, man, they're killing people on camera. Mm-hmm. So where's my hope to say that right. I should trust yeah. in your ju- ju- right. your judicial system? Where's my hope? Are saying. What should I hope in that? And, and, and no that was your campaign, hope. hope. Yes. And what am I hoping for? You don't even I'll speak care. up. You know, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm, no you, you I mean, because it's like, what, what greater issue is there than the issue of life? Right. Before we get to jobs and education right. and health care and trade and real estate, before we get to all those other issues, the number one issue is life. Yes. And you have black people killed, being killed by the government. Yes. Yeah, by the this government. Is, I don't need to talk about a Tuskegee experiment. Nope. I'm living in one now. Exactly. This is my this is my Tuskegee experiment. Right. I don't need to go back to summer. This is my summer. Right. And that's the thing people don't understand. Y'all want to march in the bridge, but we got who's marching for this now? Right. They're respecting mm. the flag more so than they respect the black lives, the matter, the thing that really matters. You know, they all think that, that we all we have to preface everything. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I don't agree with the way. I'm not trying to hear that. What about the black men are being murdered in the street? What about the cops that are, be, that are being set free from shooting people on point blank range for, uh, for, 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 for reaching for a license after you told them to reach for a license? What about that? Being killed in front of their families. Yes. You know? And that was the whole point of him sitting during the national anthem. Yeah. But everybody's talking about his right or. That's the smoking right, marriage. That's right. all it is. But smoke we're still marriage. not talking about the issue. Yeah. <laughs> about why he did that. <laughs> yes. Yes. The yes. real issue that needs is to be it. discussed. Yeah. It's a shame, man. But, you know, we. 
Woo, bro, I don't know. I, you know, and, and the thing about it is that I don't see any. I don't see uh, black people being alarmed during this election at all. I don't see it. I don't see us. I don't see people of color being um, like they have any concern about the things that are going on. I don't know. I, I don't know if they, we're distracted by from our day to day living. But I don't I, I don't I should say I don't sense it like I sensed it at the time when President Obama first came in office. I don't sense that, you know, I guess. Oh, oh exactly. Because when he first came in was a whole degree of anticipation yeah. and, and hype and oh, my God. And, and, and I told yeah. somebody, I said, why were people crying on Election Day? Right. Yeah. When, when he <laughs> exactly. got elected, no way. Exactly. And it was like, oh, my God. The reason people were crying on Election Day is because after Bull Connor and after all of the racism and after right. the Reaganomics and, yeah. and after all that, you finally got a person in office. But we didn't think that having a black person in office meant that he would turn a black eye, I'm turning a dark eye to black people. And it's like, that's why I told somebody, you can't scare me about Donald Trump and what may happen if Trump gets elected. And I'm looking at what's happening now. Right. Yeah. Look at the mess that's going yeah, on now. now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, don't scare me about what may happen then, and we in it now. Exactly. And that's the thing people not listen. I mean, it's like we're being killed on TV now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so you know, for for you to say like, oh my God, as you said, oh, what's going to happen if he gets in? Well, 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 what are Same you doing? Thing. What are we doing about it now? And it's like, you know, our leaders, we have to band together. It's like, is God not speaking to you, or are you in the closet praying, or what's happening? Are we going to band together with somebody else to stand up? I remember when um when it was called Philadelphia, and they was killing people in Philadelphia. When the churches stood up and prayed, it stopped. Mm-hmm. When they went down the street and prayed, it stopped. The the problem is. They stop praying. You know what I mean? And they stop um, being a, um, a voice in the street. Mm-hmm. This is a lifetime thing. We can't stop, man. But um, I, mean, I, I know we, we got to get back to music, man. But um. <laughs> I, know, man. I, I love y'all. Love y'all. Love y'all so much. This this weekend, this upcoming Thursday, they're having the Congressional Black Caucus. They have it every year in uh, Washington, D.C. I'll be there Thursday uh, afternoon, Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And um, Amen. You're going to uplift the name of the Lord and keep keep spreading this message, man. Amen. Amen. Amen, bro. Chris, Represent. thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. We love you, know. you. Have a great weekend. Love you all, too. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. All right. Be blessed. God bless. Amen. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, we're coming back with our interview of the day with Jasmine Womack on her new book, 20 Pearls of Wisdom, coming up right after, at the top of the hour on Praise the Lord. And this is our main man, Didi, Didi Dottie, Didi Hatton. Get him, D. Of LA. I said, yes, ma'am, is everything okay? She said, come over here, I got something to say. You shouldn't be on TV acting that way. I said, whoa, you rather I be fake? Want me to act like I don't make mistakes? Sorry, ma'am, I ain't cut that way. I gotta keep it 100 all day. And your attitude is worse than mine. And you can be a little bit more kind. And if you want folk to come to your church, we all gotta do some work to be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Just like you, wanna be like Jesus, be like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 
Located at 2308 Snyder Avenue, Philadelphia, PA. Doors open at 7 p.m., showtime at 8. Hosted by 103.9's Desi and Comedian Hamburger. And featuring straight from the Get Up Morning Show with Erica Campbell, it's Comedian Chris. Because I don't like when people call me Christian Comedian. Don't be messing up my Catholicism money, my Judaism money, my atheist money, don't. And also from Last Comic Standing, Kassan Wilson. You will also be blessed with comedy from Philly's own Miss Dark Child, a praise dance from God's Gifted Souls, and spoken word from Alicia Diane. Tickets are $30 for general admission and $40 for VIP seating. For tickets and VIP information, visit www.itsoktolab.com or call Anthony Trot at 215-715-9486. That's www. It's okay to laugh.com or call Anthony Trot at 215 715 9486. This show will sell out and always remember it's okay to laugh. It's safe, 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 safe. I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? Love him, I love him, I love him. Love, love him, love him up, love him up. 
Hanging out with Brother D and Sister A on Praise Oh, man, that's a hot jam. I'm sorry. But our guest is here. Our guest is here. Our guest is here all the way from Atlanta. She took our private jet up here. And I want you guys to just be ready for this first-time author from her new book, 20 Pearls of Wisdom. It's the one and only Jasmine Womack. Good morning, Jazz. Good morning, good morning. You jamming over here. You got me dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love EC, right? <laughs> Gotta love EC. I love it, I love it. Amen. We met on Facebook and looking at some of your stuff, and we just had to have you on. We went over your book, but please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jasmine Womack. I'm an educator, author, and transformationist, and my new book is titled 20 Pearls of Wisdom, A Woman's Guide to Self-Preservation. And I encourage and inspire women to let go of self-sabotaging habits and uh, release emotional baggage and and become better, not bitter. So in 20 Pearls of Wisdom, I give 20 tips and tools and strategies that women can use to enhance their life and stop the habits that hold us back. Amen. 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 You know, one one of the things that uh, that drew me, drew me to your book i was looking at some of your um your little videography that you had on um on facebook and, and also on youtube and um i was just so you know uh, you know i'm always pulled in about marriage i'm always if i hear any, any marriage talk or relationship <laughs> talk, talk yes. i'm always pulled in like a, just to listen because me and my wife you know since they here we've been married for 23 years and uh with three that's lovely a, kids amazing congratulations <laughs> black love black love no but <laughs> we but um i, I want to you know hear a little bit about your story and and, and what's what's the thing that yeah. made you write this book why, why did you feel it was necessary 
Well, when I wrote this book, I reflected on a scripture in Titus that speaks about or that mentions how the older women should teach the younger women how to act. Mm -hmm. And while that scripture in Titus um, primarily um, re refers to marriage, I believe that that's just true in general. I do think that it's the responsibility of older, um, seasoned women to pass along our knowledge to, to younger women and to just other women in general. I think that um, a lot of women are too prideful and very concerned about, you know, perceptions and what people may may think. And a lot of times, we go through we go through things and we don't share them, you know. And we we have all this hurt, this pain, these emotions that are bottled up, and nobody really knows what we're going through because we, you know, we put on this facade, we put on this representation. And I think that if women, if we can just re release all of that, and if we can just really come to the table and say, look, you know, this is what I learned from this situation, and I want to share this with you so that you don't go through the same things that I went through, you know, and may maybe it can help you get to that point in your life quicker. Maybe it can, you know, help you to heal faster. I do think that um, that we can heal. Amen. And so I, I, I wrote this book, um, because I want to share. I, I, if I can help to, um, if I can help any woman to um, not go through some of the experiences that I went through, or some of the thing, or, or some of the pain that I had, then that's what I want to do, and that's my aim for this book. Just, so, just by sharing some of the things that I've learned, some of the key principles that I learned during some of the toughest um, events of my life. Amen. Once again, we're talking with first-time author Jasmine Womack on her new book, 20 Pearls of Wisdom. Um, Jasmine, you know, um, just looking in the chapter for uh, self-preservation, the thing that really drew me in I was, uh, as I was reading, um, I see that you went through a tough period of your life where you, you were talking about where you seemed like you left the faith and that you... You start to concentrate on other things. You found a new faith where, but yet when you found this new faith, you every, like the bottom came out during that time. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, he you read know, the book. You've done, your research. You read the you've book. done your research. Yeah. You know, you know, I was speaking to a, a group of women the other night and what I was, um, what I realized is that right now it's not popular to be Christian, you know, like it's not popular to, to say, you know, I'm a believer and, and I live my life by mm -hmm. what I read in the Bible. I, I live my life by the way that Jesus, and by the way that God says that we should live. You know, it's not popular because it seems that when you come out and say that, you're attacked. Mm -hmm. You're attacked for it. Um, and during that portion of my book, that's in uh, Pearl Number One, Create and Maintain a Spiritual Foundation. Um, during that period of my life, I was like in my early 20s and after a period of searching for God, um, just a series of events, I lost my faith. And mm -hmm. I went through a very difficult time. Um, and I started hanging out with what they call them the hoteps now, you know, but like the the, um, the neo-soul brothers and sisters who yeah. a lot of times they don't believe in Jesus. They believe in you know, they, they may gravitate to um, five, to the five percenters or, yeah. you know, to the new Wabians or, you know, like to, um, to different... The Hebrew Israelites um, and all, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to different spiritual foundations that, 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 that um, I guess are, that, I guess, um, what's the word? 
incorporate mm-hmm. like some type of um, culturalism or whatnot. And um, I did that. I, I went there and I I started hanging around these people and doing all this stuff that I wasn't raised to do. But when the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go and he will not depart from it, I feel that deep down in my heart, I always knew what the truth was. You know, I always knew it. And in, even though I was still dibbling and dabbling in these other things, Jesus was still in the back of my mind. Amen. And and everything that I was doing countered what I had, countered what I was taught, you know, when my mama had raised me, you mm-hmm. know. And so, and, and, and I learned that um, when I was in that period, like I said in the book, I called it the wilderness. Yeah, I was learning a lot of facts. I was learning about history and about, you know, you know, the Nicene Council and all this and that. But that didn't give me fulfillment and it didn't help my soul. It didn't take away the torment that I was feeling um, in my spirit. And nothing took that away until I was able to learn how to actually foster a relationship with God. And that wasn't through going to church every day. That, that I mean, going, going to church every Sunday, that was taking the time out to pray. That was taking the time out to read the word. That was taking the time out to actually implement into my life things that I was reading and allowing myself time to see the changes manifest. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Yes. A lot of people think that, okay, they can go, just because I go to church on Sunday, right. you know, I'm saved, I can do whatever I want. But And they still wonder why they're not fulfilled. It's just because they're not putting in the personal time to create a bond, right. you understand? Amen. And and it was when I had to learn how to, when I started doing that, that's when things started changing on the up and up for me. And and even at that time, I had some struggles reading the Bible because of things that I had been indoctrinated with, with um, those the different spiritual systems that I had been studying. But you know what, I, I started, with the easiest book and with the book that was the most interesting to me, which was Proverbs. Amen. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it was practical. I felt like it related to real life. Mm-hmm. And from there, it grew. It's like I took, a, I took a step back towards Jesus and he brought me back in. And things just started happening after that. I mean, the problems that I had when I left the church, when I uh-huh. went back to God, not mm-hmm. necessarily the church, but when right. I went back to God, Amen. a lot of my problems started dwindling away. But it, it, but it took discipline because I had to change the way that I was living. Amen. I had to change the way I was thinking. I had to change the way I was speaking. I had to change the people that I was hanging with. Yes. Absolutely. And eventually I found a church home that, you know, that, 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 um, that, that that catered to me and my needs as well. Amen, amen. I, I, once again, we're talking with first time author uh, Jasmine Womack. It seemed more like a, a memoir. You know what I mean? It was so funny when I was reading this, and um, I love about it. You're straight to the point. You know how men are. Our attention span is like <laughs> <laughs> two seconds in, unless it's football, right? But basically, I was glad you was getting you know, straight to the point where young women can see see this as a, a tutorial for, for young women, as you already said, you know, this is the, one of the purposes for you, for you writing it. But I'm just saying this is what I seen when I when I read it. Like mm-hmm. I can see a lot of young women carrying this around, using this 
to help them because you go everything. I mean, you talk about everything from, you know, from financial planning and, and how to become more responsible with different things. And, and also and um, also in, you know, choosing a mate. I mean, everything. But it's like you, you cover it like uh, many aspects and you were transparent in, in a lot of the, um, the areas that you were uh, covering. But um, I just uh, what I also wanted to know when um, when you talk, I mean, talking about, uh, you know, you know, read, read, read. I'm going to go to an easy one now. <laughs> read, read, read. Talking about, you know, when you finish, read some more, you know, becoming more, more literate and, and everything. Can, uh what time and period in your life were you were you going through that? I know you were in college, but I know you when you transitioned out of college, a lot of things you said you learned, you learned from um, you had you hadn't learned in your household. You learned from another another person talking about saving money, and you were just talking about building up. How did you build your foundation, getting to where you were? Because I hear, I see in your book where you say how you transitioned and you came out and you had everything you want you, you wanted. But how did you get financially stable? Like, um, was it just reading or was it uh, things that you applied along the way or what did you learned along the way? Uh, that's a great question, actually. <laughs> um, to answer your first question about what, you know, what inspired that read, read, read some more chapter about becoming uh, more literate. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher at heart. I'm a generational teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when I come in contact with students and parents, um, a lot of them are illiterate. Um, they're functionally illiterate, meaning that they can function in day-to-day life, but they can't read and they can't understand what they're reading. Mm-hmm. And there was an old saying that said, you know, if you want to hide something from a black person to put it in a book, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to yeah. think about how at one time in this country and in, in, in the U.S., how it was against the law for blacks yeah. to know how to read and write, Amen. how you would be killed if you were if you could read, if Amen. you could write. And I began to think to myself, what is it, if, if, if what is it so powerful about learning how to read that they were willing to kill us over it? Right. You understand? Yes. So, and that's, and, and, and I began to realize that if you can't read and if you can't write, if you can't understand and make sense of what you're reading, anybody can tell you anything and you'll believe it. Right. You can't do the, you don't, you won't have the skills to do the research for yourself and to have that knowledge for yourself so i do think that it's con- it's important to constantly evolve and grow um as a person and, and you can do that through reading and through um you know current technology allows you know so many different um that, that it allows us to do it in so many different ways through the ebook ebooks through audiobooks if you don't like the paperback books but in terms of my financial literacy that came through experience. I wasn't really taught, and this is not to um, say anything negative about my, about my parents. My parents were great parents. Amen. But I Amen. think, like, uh, I think, like a lot of families, they didn't teach me and my siblings. We didn't learn in school or from home about money. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We didn't learn about how to manage our funds. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, um, I think, a lot of adults learn about money as we go through experiences as we get credit card debt (laughs) as we file bankruptcies and have to go through all these situations we learn through that what and what not to do for the future so a lot of times we're not really able to become financially stable till our 30s or 40s Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes older than that Mm -hmm. because of mistakes that we make when we're young that set us back five and ten years Mm -hmm. because we have to get out of it yes so um 
I actually went through a divorce. My daughter's father, we were married, and um, we were married for 10 months. Wow. And it was a physically abusive um, marriage. And after that. the marriage was over, my I, we were divorced, and my daughter was, yeah, she was five months old when the divorce was finalized. She was three weeks old. She was three weeks old when I left. She was three months old when the divorce papers were filed and five months old when the when it was finalized. And um, afterwards, I had nothing. I, I still own my house. Mm -hmm. um, and luckily, I had a family member who had moved into town who was recouping from a divorce and they needed somewhere to stay. So my family member rented out my townhome. So that that helped me out and I had to move back in I with my with my parents I had absolutely nothing I had a brand new baby I had a lot of hospital bills because my ex-husband didn't put his name on any medical bills so all the all the financial responsibility fell to me um when we were married uh, I just had a lot of debt from things we kept everything separate but I used my credit and my money for a lot of things so I was in a hole a lot and I was only making $40,000 on a teacher's salary. I had a bachelor's mm -hmm. degree. I was only making $40,000. And that's not a whole lot. Amen. But when you are sky high, when you're, you know, some people make it work. But when you're sky high in debt with mm -hmm. a newborn baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yes. yes. I, luckily, I had family that was willing to help me out. Everybody yes. doesn't have that. Amen. I, I Amen. had that. And so I had to let go of my pride and and say, you know what, this is what's going to be best for me and my baby right now for me to get back on my feet. And it took me about a year. Mm -hmm. It took me about a year. And, um, and I know that there are women who, who can handle it all on their own. And, and hats off to you because it's, it's difficult, you know. But I had family that was willing to help me get mm -hmm. back on my feet financially. And I um, took advantage of that. So I moved back home. And um, I paid my mom rent. Um, I, and, and my mom was retired, so she kept my baby, so that helped to offset the daycare fees. But oh, I still yeah. paid her for keeping my daughter as well. So I, I paid my mom a fraction of what I would pay like a normal daycare. Mm -hmm. And I saved my money. I was getting child support, mm -hmm. and I used that child support to pay my mom what she was charging me to keep my daughter. And I put the rest towards debt. I put it towards bills. I didn't go out. I didn't eat out. I did my own hair. I didn't buy clothes. That whole year while I was there, any extra money that I had, I put it towards bills. I wow. put it towards bills. Um, the, the money that I was getting off of my rental property, I was only making like, because I rented it to a family member, Yeah, I wasn't Hometown really trying to make a profit. Amen. I was really just trying to break even. Yeah. get it rented out. Mm -hmm. So I was making maybe $100 profit. I put that to the side to just take care of you know, um, anything that I may need to take care of in terms of maintenance. Mm -hmm. But any extra money that I had, I put it in my savings and I put it towards bills. And it took me a year. I mean, because I owe the IRS, I owe numerous credit card companies. I owe, it was just so much debt all for, for, for me. And staying there um, with my parents, using the debt snowball that I had read about with Dave Ramsey, I did read about that. It um it allowed me to and not spending my money <laughs> but putting wow. it towards debt using the debt snowball method it allowed me to pay it all off and within a year 
I was able to kind of just move on about life. <laughs> amen, amen. You listen to Praise Louie right now. Um, Jasmine, I'm telling you uh, right now, I don't want, I'm not trying to go spooky on you. I'm not trying to go spooky. You know, we all Christians here, and it's a Christian show, and, you know, praise the Lord, hallelujah. But I, I can tell you right now, God has another book inside of you about this. Amen. God has another book inside of you about this. Amen. Amen. So I just want to speak that to you, if, even as God has given me unction to, because um, we, we kind of open on praise the Lord. We really are. Um, but I also want to say um, to someone out there who's listening right now, I know you're listening in London right now, live and, we're, you know, in states and everything. I just want to say that right now, Jasmine said something three times. She said, I moved back home. She said it three times. I'm telling you, that's for somebody out here this morning. Mm -hmm. That is for somebody out here this morning. And the thing that you were saying, Jasmine, I'm serious. I don't yes. mean to be preaching on top of you, girl, but God <laughs> is really trying to get some wisdom to someone and yes. the things you were saying you were saying it so passionate i don't know if you even you can even hear yourself uh, young lady mm -hmm. but you were saying that stuff so passionate like like this was a transition in my life and anybody yes. who ever been through anything they'll understand when you got to go and apply for different things in order to make ends meet or you uh, as you said you know you have to lean on family it's humbling yeah it's humbling it really is and i, I just wanted to you know just put that out there that mm -hmm. that's for somebody how you saved your money and how you had to do what you had to do i tell yes. people i recommend yes pay your tithes Get your offering. Your offering may not be above your tie. Some people say it is. Whatever it is going to be. I'm sorry for cutting in your, on your interview right now but saying that. But that's for somebody <laughs> right now. Yes. Move back home. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I do mean. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's, extreme, it's, a, it's extremely humbling because you're looking at somebody that, um, I, I, you know, to, 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 to the outside looking in, I had it going on. You know, mm -hmm. like I had a BMW. I owned a house. I was I had a professional career. I had a college degree. Mm -hmm. And here I am, the married somebody that I knew I should not have married, that I was forewarned so many, many times Jesus. that I should not have married. Mm -hmm. And Jesus. I love my daughter. Mm -hmm. I love my daughter. Mm -hmm. You understand? I, yes. I was I, I, I love my daughter. However, I do realize that the decision that I made to marry her father altered my life. Mm -hmm. it, it altered my it, it, it altered my life the decision I made to get back with him it altered my life mm -hmm. and I had to come up I had to fit, come up out of that and I I meet you know so many women um I see them on Facebook people I used to go to school with or whatnot you know they're living with some guy and some guys promised them that they were going to take care of them and right. they have mm -hmm. the man's baby and then the the guy leaves them you know yes yeah. Or or they're with somebody that they know they shouldn't be with. Somebody that has displayed time and time again that they don't they do not have good character and they are not trustworthy and they stay with them anyway out of emotion or out of thinking you love them. And then in the end, you know, you're left with the short end of the stick and you can't blame nobody but yourself because you knew what you were getting into. Amen. Absolutely. Most definitely. You know. Most definitely. No. So. Uh, it was definitely humbling, you know, having your own place and then you having to go and confine yourself right. to a room and you in somebody else's house living by their room. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You're talking to someone yes. right now who understands. Yes. <laughs> who understands. And, and, and listen, we were together. <laughs> with this you know what i mean it wasn't like you know we you know i went my way and sister a went her way no husband and wife when we when we go through different financial things because we don't understand a lot of stuff but god is good see god wants us sometimes god wants us to come he he, he wants us to come to the end of ourselves like when we can't do nothing for ourselves right. then we go right dependent upon amen him. now i can do what I need to do. But sometimes we don't have to get there if we listen 
or we admonished, you know, you know, you know, the things that he's saying, but sometimes mm-hmm. we don't, you right. know. Right. I was just like, it's so funny that you were saying that, that that was for somebody because I was just scribbling on my notes. Like she's bringing hope mm-hmm. to a lot of young women who are, who may be in that situation, but I didn't know that you were. Hey man, look at the Holy thing. Ghost. So that's awesome. Which that's also, how the Holy Spirit moves. Yes. That's yes, right. absolutely. Um, so such a wonderful testimony that that's beautiful, which brings us to um, a chapter that I really loved um, about embracing being single. A lot of you and oh, you yeah. even people don't want to be or they think single is being alone or being lonely. Right. That's what I mean. They think right. single is being lonely when you don't you can be single and be alone, but you could be really happy. You right. can, if right. you get out there and be sociable, you know, like you was mentioning, going back to school, get a hobby, you know, doing those Amen. wonderful things because that develops you as a person. Yeah, it develops. You know, right. it makes you better. And also you become more dependent upon God who helps you to get to know yourself. Amen. And you become right. this awesome person that other people, yeah, character. Amen. you know, yeah. So my question was, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, <laughs> I think um, that lesson took me years to understand because, and, and that was the turning point when I was actually happy to be single. And by this point in time in my life, um, I was a single mom, and that was hard for me because I had never pictured myself being a single mother. You know, um, that was something that I always said I didn't want because my mom. And so um, I was a single mom and um, I was working. And um, that was just one of the one of the pearls that took me a lot while longer to learn and embrace. But once I did, I I could see why God had been telling me to do that for so long. Um, I think I, I stay in my book exactly what you said that being single does not mean that you're alone you know Amen. how do i put this i'm trying <laughs> go I'm ahead just to, say it i'm just having to really go back there um oh. a period of singleness in every woman's life is necessary yes. and and it's not just to say, oh, I'm single and I'm dating. I'm dating. Right. No, it's being single and concentrating on you, developing you, mm-hmm. who you are, developing yourself as a person and being comfortable with that. Not needing to have someone to hold you, not needing to be up under somebody all the time. Because if you are the type of person you have to have somebody, you're needy. Mm-hmm. And there's something that you are searching from in other people that you can only get from God. Amen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And once you get to the point where you don't have to be with anybody, Mm -hmm. you're comfortable being by yourself. It's at that point that I believe that you're actually ready for a relationship Mm -hmm. because you can't get into a relationship with anybody expecting someone to fulfill you or make you happy. Mm-hmm. You have even even in marriage, you have to be happy by yourself exactly. because your you your spouse mm-hmm. is going to do things that get up under your skin. <laughs> your mm-hmm. spouse mm-hmm. is going to um, 
do things that you may not agree with. And you still have to be, and, and, and I'm sorry, even with your spouse, you may go through things. Mm-hmm. You know, you may go through challenges, mm-hmm. but you still have to be happy with you, who you are, mm-hmm. where you are in life. And if you're constantly looking for somebody else, if you're looking, if you're one of those people where you have to be in a relationship, you don't need to be because mm-hmm. you're not ready. Because mm-hmm. you can't look, you, you can't, you can't count on anybody else to fulfill you. Yeah. Only God can. Only God can give you that that, in, that inner fulfillment. Only God can fill that void. Amen. If you get married with that neediness, you're always going to be needy, and it's going to destroy your relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you were saying how you said in the book where you said, I was still alone and felt like I needed to be in a relationship. And that part I felt was like so um, good. Like that's you acknowledging, you know, like I do need to be in a relationship. And what first thing I thought of, yeah, the relationship was should should be Christ. Amen. So that right. we could learn really who we are because he knows us better, exactly. you know, than, than, our uh, than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I thought exactly. That, I thought that was good. Amen. It, and, and that relationship goes back to chapter one. Okay. being able to um, go to God in prayer, you Mm -hmm. know, actually having that relationship with Christ where I talk to him about any and everything. If I had some extra money come in, God, how do I spend this? Right. You know, how how do you want me to use this? Mm -hmm. You know, any and everything I talk to God about. He, he, He became my best friend. Yes. And when I when I tell you that, you know, I still had um, challenges. Mm-hmm. But they became so much easier to deal with. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, so they became awesome. so much easier to deal with. Yes. And I wasn't sitting in my room crying, or I wasn't sitting at home lonely, mm-hmm. wanting to be with somebody. You right. know, and I think yes. that it's I think that it's human nature. I think that you know, sometimes you just want companionship, but mm-hmm. it's what type of companionship are you searching for? Right, mm-hmm. because you can get companionship from family. You can get companionship from friends. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to come from a man and from the false sense of love that right. a lot of these men give yes and yeah. that's Absolutely. where women fall wrong mm-hmm. yeah. they play into the false sense of love or the false sense of relationships that that men give and they're still unhappy and fulfilled right amen because you can't look for anybody to fulfill you or make you happy that has right. to come from yourself from within yes. and from god yes so I, I also like the part where you said some things you there's some you list like some things you can do um, during your single life. Um, I remember when I was I was single. Well, I, I was still I was considering myself single, even though brother she kicked Darryl, me to the side, even though brother Dar- brother she, D and I <laughs> she to kick me out royally. <laughs> no, you think dating. I'm playing <laughs> yes, because we were dating before we were born again. So doing anything that the world do. Yes. And then when we became born, born again, she stopped. I was just like, wow, <laughs> I just developed, begin to develop my relationship with Christ in a come. It was just so awesome Amen. that I, um, I, and I did some of the things that you even mentioned here about having a social life, but because I was single, we, we already had our personal, you know, your own social lives. I mm. think some people think, right. That because once you get in a relationship, that your life begins or that your life, the way you knew it, has to stop. And now this 
is your life yeah, in a exactly. sense it does but you still should have your group of friends he has his and then those group of friends come you know together and you have and you and you meet new people to have new friends amen but um, exactly but what some of the things that you were saying was um maintain your social life because you are alone does not necessarily equate to loneliness go out with your friends you know and go on a couple dates you know like it doesn't have to be you know like go have coffee or go to a movie once in a while you know don't just sit home like oh i'm single i'm alone it's so boring yeah (laughs) no but but if your flesh is on fire please please stay at home i agree (laughs) now i spoke about um, I, I, I previously referenced a point in time when I didn't go on any date. Amen. But okay. after that, after mm-hmm. that sabbatical, after that dating sabbatical was over, right. I did start back dating, mm-hmm. and I actually married the person that I, I started back dating. Aww. So Uh-oh. I mean, we went out for breakfast, uh-huh. you know, and it blossomed from there. He asked me yeah. to go out for breakfast, and I wasn't gonna go. Uh-huh. And one of my friends, my best friend Chastity, she was like, "You should go," you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess, you know, and this was like my first date in nine months. And uh-huh. um, the thing about it was he was the last date that I had gone on. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, I said, look, you know, I'm going to do this date in sabbatical. I'm not dating anybody. Uh-huh. X, Y, and Z. Amen. And he told me, he said, well, I'll be here when your dating sabbatical is over. Now he went and dated. He's gotten a relationship with somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he was still there though right praise the lord <laughs> he, he would still like reach out to me on facebook or comment on stuff or whatnot so when my um dating sabbatical was over i think i did it for like nine or ten months it was almost Amen. a year uh-huh. and um around the time him and his girl who had he had been dating they had broke up and he asked me out for bre- asked me out for breakfast and honestly i didn't have anything to do i just wasn't gonna go right but i didn't have nothing to do and one of my friends was like you should go mm-hmm. wow wow well, see why, why you had to play the brother like that i had <laughs> nothing to do after nine because months, so I guess dating I guess I'll he just watch this paint dry for one more hour, then I go on my date. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I think you were interested. No, because I thought because because I I I had my own opinions about him, <laughs> and I was like, man, no. Like I was like, I keep him as a friend. I was gonna friends on him, uh-huh. but um, but he was very sweet, and um, I listened. I prayed about it. I prayed. I was like, God, show me where to go, because I've I've never been the type of person that um, wanted to just date all these people and have all these people calling my phone. Like that's irritating right. to me. Yeah. I've always tried to date with a purpose, even though I wasn't always successful, you know. But um, but I think the the thing that was different about dating this time around is I allowed is I allowed God to speak to me, and that was mm-hmm. something that I learned during my dating sabbatical. You Amen. understand? You know? No. We, um, I, and even during my sabbatical, I was getting suitors. I had people mm-hmm. trying to date me, trying to take me on trips. And it's like, when they see that they can't reach you, they try even harder. Yes. So then they were throwing, they were mm-hmm. pulling stuff out the, out the woodworks trying yep. to get me. And I was just like, no. You know, mm-hmm. that's just not where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. And you're not respecting where I am in my life. Right. So, you know, are you really going to respect me if we got married? You understand? Right. Awesome. So, um, you were making but, a stand. Um, That's awesome. A lot of young yeah. women don't do that. They yeah. don't make a stand. Amen. They don't. Yeah. So I just, um, I, 
I prayed about everything. Anytime I spoke to my now husband on the phone, anytime we went out, I'm like, God, what are you trying to, what do I, what do I need to know about this man? Is, right. Do I need to continue this? Or is this something I need to cut off? Do mm -hmm. I need to, you know? And he just continued to show me through John's actions and also through dreams that I kept having. And everything kept lining up. Mm -hmm. And um, when he asked me to marry him, I accepted Wow, that is that yeah. is that is awesome. I, I I I'm I'm so happy for you. Uh, once again, this is the author, first time author, the lovely Jasmine Womack. You can purchase Jasmine book at twentypearlsofwisdom.com. So spell it out: twentypearlsofwisdom.com. Uh, Jazz, I'm telling uh, Miss Womack, we, we we're so thankful that you came on yes, Praise Hallelujah you. this morning. I mean, and thank you for writing this book. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate y'all for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. Hey, <laughs> I can talk about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Now, we're happy. That's you know, we're going to post it. And it's going to be on all week on a couple different stations. So people can listen to it all week long. But please, uh, we want you guys to purchase the book. I don't care where you're at in London. Yes. Purchase it today, 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 today. 20pearlsofwisdom.com. 20 pearls of wisdom. I have a lisp, so I have to say it right. <laughs> so 20pearlsofwisdom.com. Calm. Amen. Amen. Jasmine, you enjoy your day. Yes, have an awesome Thank weekend. you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I look forward to talking to y'all again. Amen. Amen. You will. Most definitely. <laughs> All right. God bless. God bless. All right. Have a good one. You too. Man, that was awesome. I really, really did enjoy that, that interview. She said that about even when she was single that she did before she started dating when she yeah. went off her sabbatical that she shared that she did have other men suitors you know like trying to talk to her but she didn't you yeah, know she, she shut them still, down she shut them down shut them because down. though when you have a life mm -hmm. it you look to the outside world it you look more attractive all the time yes and then people want to know oh all about you because you, you become a commodity all right, of a sudden. You wanted, so that's why I was glad. That's Jasmine, why take the world, baby. Jasmine, take the world. <laughs> no, because but. once you allow God, you become dependent you know, upon God. You're getting kind of happy about this, is there? No, know. because it's true. Because when you become <laughs> dependent upon God and you're living your life, to the outside world, you, you appear independent. Amen. And that's attractive. And people want to... Yeah, they can you. see all the God in you, right? Because exactly. you you're in God's but face. But it's really God. It's really dependent upon God. But they don't know that. That's what make That's a lot like, of men look look right. look attractive to women, women. because exactly. when they when they're serving God, all of a sudden they turn into Denzel. Yes, exactly. So people minute they to... turn back, they cat Williams. Right. Minute you turn back, <laughs> you cat Williams. That's ass. So that was awesome. Yeah, Amen. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So but, if you are single, this is a great book. So yeah, she, it is. It really is. It's a great is. book for women, period. Period, yeah. It really is. Because she touches a little bit on everything. Amen. From your professional career to... Yeah. Um, yeah, she just yeah, goes to, all to, over. To, um, being for, married for being at a school, young age, transitioning being a mom, from, a single from parents, mom. Yeah. It's like, it's a That's, great book. It is a, it is a great book. Um, and, and I'm, I'm proud of her. And Anyway, we go back into music. Much love, much love, much love. On Praise Hallelujah. Amen.
Pastor Hosey Mullen, and you're listening to Praise Alleluia with Brother D and Sister A. This is my girl, Jessica Reedy. Praise my way out. The name of the song is Hallelujah. Fading from within I'm living my life Not to please God But for them What they think of me Matter more than anything Nowadays If they think I'm beautiful Humble It's causing me to stumble And I'm losing my identity Really don't enjoy me Wonder if how I feel Shows up in my ministry Oh God I think I'm messed up and I know I should rejoice when I run into many trials It helps build endurance, character with strength and time But it seems ignoring that isn't helping me right now And the only thing that's coming to mind is I gotta praise my way out of this one Hallelujah I gotta praise my way out of this one I run into many trials and 
The old Christian music DJs each Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and 4 p.m. Central Europe Time. Yes, three stations, two hosts, and one show. Yes, it's praise the Oh, baby, each and every Saturday, rocking you with church talk, topics, shows, programs, teachings, all encapsulated in one show. It's praise the baby. They have mainstream artists. Martha Menendez, Mary, Mary, independent artists, book clubs, shows on marriage. Oh, the list is still on and on. Yeah, baby. Yeah, then they have their bi-weekly correspondent, Kim Brooks, the author of How to Date and Stay Saved. <laughs> oh, you can beat this with praise hallelujah. Yes, where else can you go and get good teaching? Oh, the food of the teaching of the word of God. I tell you, this thing is this one big crescendo of love! Yeah, baby! <laughs> Who could forget DJ Gus, the Phoenix, and Dave P, the Whistle? What? Austin Powers, who's that? Soul Bossa Nova. I never heard of that song. But I have heard of Praise the <laughs> Tune in, won't you? En lugares de delicados pastos me hará descansar. Junto a aguas de reposo me pastoreará. Confrontará mi alma. Me guiará por sendas de justicia por amor de su nombre. Aunque pase por valle de sombra de muerte, no temeré mal alguno, porque tú estarás conmigo. This is my time. Man, I can feel it. I smile at my haters. I refuse to let them steal it But oh, it's too late Cause now I can see it Heading for the promised land I decree it There was a whole lot of weak walls built Well, I was on the ground But now I'm standing tall These walls are coming down
Ciertamente la bondad y la misericordia me seguirán todos los días de mi vida. Y en la casa de Jehová moraré Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, good morning. You know what's the place? We're G-Town Radio, gtownradio.com. Look at Radio in Fishtown, Philly. Soul Prosper Radio in Texas. Awesome Guy Radio in Baltimore. And on UGN Jams, Jams, Jams. Over in London, I'm the one and only Brother D, and she is... Sister A. Good morning, girl. Yeah, I know. We get the end of the show. It's 11.54, girl. I said, I said it's 11.54. Just want to say, you know, some things that Sister A was talking uh, talking about off mic when um when we were you know, praying all um, the wonderful music that we play on Praise the Lord. Yeah, please tune in every week. But just talking about um going back to Jasmine's book... And you were just talking about things that you that, that you've been talking about for years in relationship to this as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you guys have you know connected because talking about singleness, like and, and people always say you have brought one thing. Like when, once you get married, you people stop having sex. I'm like for real? Who? <laughs> Who are you kidding me? Married people are supposed to be the ones to have sex. have sex. I know, <laughs> but a lot of them say that they, that they don't. Right. You know what I mean? I get him once a week, girl, yeah. and that's it. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You better knock that Negro off. You and you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Or like first when you meet someone, it's like now my life begins. Or then once you're in a relationship, 
then you don't do any of the things that you did when you were single like yeah, a ja- hobby yeah. like Jas- like Jasmine was mentioning like having hobbies going out with your friends or being with family members Amen. things like that Amen. I mean, like, like it stops. I stopped like going to my mom's house once I got married for the, for the holidays. That's the more time. You're going to see how much you need your family once you get married. Okay. Because cause it's new to you. I don't care. Yes. It's sort of like having a kid. I don't care how many times you painted it or if you lived together beforehand. Mm-hmm. Once you get married, something spiritual happens. Something changes completely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's for the better. But mm-hmm. a lot of things we don't understand because we see that sense of responsibility comes in now. It's sort of like going from renting to trying to own a home. So once you try to own a home, now all of a sudden own, owning a home. Now it's like, oh my God, well, this is mine. I got I gotta make sure this is taken care. Of. I gotta mm-hmm. put the patch over this. No more do you kick in the door or, or you mm-hmm. or you do reckless things because this now this is your property. That's and man, not that weird to the property. Trained but or learned gotta be trained. To teach other to um to be able, you know, to not hurt other people's property. Amen. Then you'll know how to treat your own property. Wishful thinking. <laughs> Hashtag even in your wishful even thinking. Even in our relationship with Christ, Amen. We don't we don't say oh our life we met jesus and now our life is no we become stronger we become bolder we become more dependent upon him so that we can be independent amen in a way does that make sense Amen. We become dependent on him to be independent. Amen. Because because he cause, of the because world. he brings he brings liberty. Right. Yes. He brings liberty. Because love brings liberty. Brings help. Amen. Right. You know. So. Amen. But but, but, but see, we if we don't know what we're free from, like we won't be free. Right. You got know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't know. Like because if before knowing that it's nothing af- afraid to uh, let's say sleep in the home alone, mm-hmm. you'll be in bondage to fear. Right. Even though you're living alone, which seems right. like you're at liberty because you're living alone. Right. But when the, when Christ comes, he said, you don't have to be afraid to be in yeah, this no place, place by yourself. yourself. Right. Liberty comes. Like, oh, okay. Yes. I'm good. Right. I'm good. I'm, you know what I mean? I ain't Christ gotta be- is here. Christ helps me. He protects Christ me. He helps me. me. Right. And Bill comes up. Christ helps me. He's yes. going to do this thing. He yes. is Jehovah Jireh. Right. He is, you know what I mean? He is my dad. I am that I am. The father is my daddy. He's our father. Right. We really have to grasp that. And sometimes, and you know what? And we never, and something else, we never stop learning that lesson. Sometimes we have a breakthrough and we say, I I know this before. We are reminded to know what we knew before, but we still lean on the fact that this is a new hurdle that he did it each time we do it over and over and over again. You know how many financial things God put us through? Oh, please. Lord have mercy. And you recognize that it was him. You still recognize that it's him. It was Even him. if it's at a different level. It was God. It was God. I said it was God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but God. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? But um, I'm so I'm, I'm gonna play uh, a, a song that that Sister A wanted me to play, uh, play, and it's by Dee Dee Hattie, and it's and it's called "On the Way." Amen. It's an awesome uh, song by Dietrich Hatton and DJ Nicholas. Yes. Awesome reggae artist. They did artist. this on the, the Dove Awards or the Stellar. Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, Stellar Awards, and and, okay. and and Didi forgot to say DJ Nicholas' name. <laughs> <laughs> and DJ Nicholas, I had I had hit him up and he had said back to me, "Thanks, man." I was like, "Oh man," I said, "Didi, I forgot your name, brother," but it's all right. Like, I had this song on replay like all last week and this week. Yeah, we've been Prince Louis been spending on the way since since January. Because that's what we but, do, boo. But we haven't we bring it played to it first. in a while. Hey, man, we haven't. We haven't. Because we, so we I'm just saying on my phone. On, on, on her phone. Coming and coming. You know, going Which just A rarely answers when I call. I like to do FaceTime with my baby. I like to look her in her eyes and say, hey, baby. Well, I don't care. My phone out doesn't work. I don't care. I don't time. care. Hey, <laughs> baby, how you doing? 
how you doing? Put them kids aside and speak to Big Daddy Boom. How you doing? Like that. She love that. Thank God she can't smell my breath through the phone. Praise the Lord. Anyway, we see you guys next week. Amen. Yes. Enjoy your Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, see you guys next week. Much love. On the way. Your blessing is. Showing God now, let's go!